and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we read. Amy, what did we read this week? We read The Beekeeper's Apprentice by Laurie R. King, which is a recommendation from Alexandra. Thank you, Alexandra. Thanks, Alexandra. This book is, like, really famous, and I think Super I... Super famous. I think I'd only ever had it, like, way in the back of my, like brain because I've it's never one of those, read it. Yeah, it's one of those ones that you would not be, it wouldn't be weird for you to have thought we had read, to have yeah. assumed we had read, you know what I mean? Given that we've read like Lady Sherlock and and, yep, and, and a whole bunch of, a bunch like, of mystery the, novels yes. and things like that. But So I got it, we got it out of the library and I was like, oh, I have heard of this. Yes. And we remembered that there is a radio play that was yeah, it done was a of series. This. It was a series of episodes over. It's four episodes done by the BBC yeah. in the early two thousands, and it's got James Fox. Mm-hmm. The whole thing goes for. It's just on YouTube now, and the whole thing goes for about two hours yeah, and twenty four half hour episodes. Yeah. Yes, right. So, Kimberly, yeah, would you like to do the spoiler free recap? Yeah, being that this is a mystery. The premise is that Mary, this young girl, on holiday from college or something like that, is in the country and comes across this old man tending his bees. And basically they pretty much, like, strike up a conversation. She impresses him with many observations and things like that. And she works out pretty quickly who he is and it is old Sherlock Holmes. Who has retired to the country. Yes. And so... She kind of basically just impresses him so much that he's like, you should be my apprentice. Like, you should, we'll do cases together and you can work things out and I can, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because he hasn't really retired. Of course not. It is, uh, we forgot to acknowledge when this is set. It's set like... Right oh, after yeah, World right War One. Right after World War One. Yeah. Yep. And so basically the first the first kind of one sets them up ready to go, and then there are two after that where there are like little mysteries that mm. they solve within the half hour in my in, in this case, because I consumed it by the YouTube radio play version, the BBC radio play version. So the first couple in their little half-hour episodes solve a little mystery, very, very Sherlock Holmes style that you'd expect. Like, everyone is saying my husband's a traitor, but I don't think he was. But whenever it rains, he used to get sick and weird things, oh, whatever, whatever, yes. whatever. No, it's during World War One. it's set. Yes, because, it's during yeah. World War One because of that. And then, you know, um, they go child. and, yeah, and one is like a child's been kidnapped and blah, blah, blah. And then there's an overarching one that really only kind of comes into play towards the end where it seems like Moriarty might be back or not or we're not sure we're not quite sure what's happening and and I'm not going into details around that and sort of so the last by the end of it it starts to get well basically someone's out to kill them yes and so it's less your enemy yes and it's less frivolous and less these little kind of episodes and more the stakes are kind of raised significantly towards the end. Mm. And that's kind of it. I think any more details than that. It's it's exactly what you think. It's the vibe of Sherlock. But told from Mary Russell's perspective. It is perspective. told from Mary's perspective. And so I I did the a mix of the radio play 
because I love a dramatization. Love a dramatization. And, and it book, is not an audio book, it's a radio yeah. play, yeah. And the book is sort of in like those three chunks. The chapters have really entertaining names, and it's yeah. like within the tradition of Sherlock Holmes, how there'd be shorter complete like mysteries that happen within it so you went first so i get to talk first correct what did you think well i need to open my notes um Uh (laughs) i have thoughts that are really specific to the radio play and then thoughts about the story sort of overall sure the thing i wanted to note about the radio play which was quick and really enjoyable was that i think holmes translates really really well to radio because he's always stating what's in his mind like he has this sort of assumption that everyone else is much less clever than him so he's got to like walk everyone through walk everyone through it which means you know what the clues are and it's really well painted out for you as a listener and it doesn't seem unnatural when holmes does it because that's how we've been kind of that's how his character has been established it's like dumbledore explaining things to you we just go with it I What I really liked about the story was I liked that sort of Edwardian tone because, like, I just thought, you know how the sort of timeline of Holmes is always malleable? Yes. That if they'd set this, let's say, Second World War. Yeah. Where some of those plot points could have worked, the level of melodrama in it wouldn't really have worked no, as well. So the no. fact that it was like this sort of Edwardian era really matched the melodrama of the the sort of plots yes. and the tone of the books. And when there were like the twist that happens in that third yes. mystery yes. and the coincidences yeah. that happened were all sort of appropriate within that Edwardian melodramatic world. Yeah. I really enjoyed the twist. I listened to that episode as the audio as the rather audio, than reading yeah. it and I was like, <laughs> so, I picked that twist. So I listened to this. Of course you did, but I was I like listened to this. crocheting on the lawn in a park and went, <gasps> Yeah, that's hilarious. I was like sick. So I was like on a whole bunch of like pain medication in the dark, like post operatively in the dark in the hospital. And I was like, This is what I want to listen to. And my husband put it on and sat next to me and we listened to the Beekeeper's Apprentice together. And literally, as soon as it went, someone's out to get us. Eric went, that's who it is. And I was like, yeah, that's who it's going to be. And he was like, okay. So I actually really liked doing the audio version, the play version, because when you pick it in a radio play, you only have like half an hour, to half go. an hour to 40 yeah. minutes to go. So there's, you now you're just like, the book, it's the it's excitement. Hours. Yes. Yeah. I hate picking something really early in the book, but in I'm, the it would be interesting. I haven't read the book. I only did the radio play. Mm, so so yeah. Yes, because be I didn't do that one as the book either. I did that as the radio and I just because I was like the plot points. It was pretty accurate actually, because yeah, I mixed both right, of them. Yeah, like it nice. got the spirit and the vibe of it. I I always find Holmes so smug. He's Oh yeah, that's his. That's his character. It is though. his character, but it it's like the less time sometimes I have to spend with him, mm-hmm. the better. Yeah, because there's less smugness, and a radio play yes. is much shorter. The thing about so Russell, Mary Russell, who's you know the person that the apprentice, the the voice that we're following in yes. this, is very much his intellectual equal in a way that Watson wasn't. Yes. And they have some really, like, fun, witty banter. Yes. But it feels like it will become romantic. I haven't read any of the others. In, and I looked and, into the others because I was like, I could keep doing a few more of you going on adventures, and I think they get married. 
in, there's like a 45 year age difference yeah. between them. And not and... only that, there's like a level of hero worshipiness going on. And she feels really good about herself because she's as smart as Holmes. And Holmes is the smartest person ever. And it's just this whole big, like, mm, 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 moment. And I was like, no, this is. Yeah, I just, I'm I just don't need. That. Yeah, I was like, I don't need that. I like the idea of the. Do you remember the Doctor Who series where the Donna was like, yeah, I'm just going to be, no, I'm just a friend. I'm just a friend. Yeah. And it was great because they just had friend banter the whole time. Yes. And we were like, thank goodness it's not another one where someone's and like in love with the Doctor. There is a really fun dynamic when it's an older man and a younger woman and it's not, and she is clever and he doesn't just have to rescue her. There is sometimes a really nice banter dynamic that can happen there that's fun. That doesn't have to become romantic. No, that like it, well, and that it doesn't become romantic because of age. Yes. And and I know that this type of sort of romantic age difference wasn't, you know, considered in the same pretty, way yeah, that we exactly. feel about it now yes, in the period this yeah. book was set. But she in this whole she calls like Watson Uncle John. And the way she describes Holmes in the beginning is this sort of avuncular or like fatherly. She calls him the father figure I never had. Yes. Or at times grandfatherly. So towards That's the, the end, that I have where with it, it feels like you know they sort of go to the theater and it and there's a little bit of it this feels like, like it's a date. date. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, keep it to the mystery. I'm getting uncomfortable. So yeah. that's my only like critique with it is I just it's don't. The same problem I, I don't with, want the romance. That's the same problem I have with these old shades. Is that he spends all oh, time calling her my child. My child. Yes. That's cool. But then don't ask me to take my clothes off. Gross. Oh yeah. Thank you for taking us there. Thank well, you. So I think. Setting that aside, I enjoyed it as a story. I well, because won't this read sits, anymore. This sits on its own. I didn't feel like I I only discovered that it went there because I think they kind of keep that together because they have a, a close relationship that feels very father-daughter. I didn't get such a strong they're going to start dating vibe from the radio play. And then I was like, oh, just there are more of these books. And so I went and looked them up and read a little bit. And I was like, oh, no, apparently it gets romantic. So I'm out. Because I felt I felt like it was even how worried about each other they were and stuff all felt very reasonable for a kind mm. of a close family, almost father-daughter, grandfather-granddaughter kind of relationship. So, yes, I felt like it was coming out of nowhere. But it might have been a bit more, the romance of it might have been a bit stronger in the book yeah. version. Yeah. And it. Mm. But it's something that's touched on with, you know, her conversations with her tutor. And her yeah, tutor's right. like, this is, this dynamic you have is unconventional yeah. and society will perceive it in a different way. Yeah. And she's like, no, we're just clever. Mm-hmm. Now take your clothes off. <laughs> oh, stop it. So anyway. that does not happen in this. I would recommend it. I thought it was really, it's really well written. Yeah. It's really entertaining. I liked the tone. I always like reapproaches to homes. Yeah. Because I think he's, I think his world is interesting. Yes. If I think Holmes is smug. And I would really recommend listening to the radio play. What about you? Oh, yeah, definitely. We had a lot of overlap, but. Yeah, we did. I feel like I really enjoyed listening to the radio play and I love a radio play anyway. Like, I'm so into BBC dramatizations. I just just wonder, though, if someone could, like, take a terrible novel, like, take Daring the Duke, adapt it into a radio play, and would we be like, that was such fun, let's do it again? I don't know. Mm, We should have a Hey, BBC. Hey, BBC. (laughs) 
No, I would definitely recommend the radio play. Again, like I said, didn't read the book, so that's a bit harder. So think about for the me story then, rather yeah, than no, the no, format. no. As in, I thought the the narrative of what goes on in the radio play was great. I I really enjoy the little, and whether it's little chapter mysteries or little in this case episodes mm-hmm. broken up into little episodes. I love those little mysteries within mysteries, and that and Holmes always tends to do that where it wraps something up. There is a lot of wrapping things up before it has a more kind of long overarching mystery. Yeah. And I like the that. evil mastermind. Yeah, Love I really like mastermind. that because I think it feels like, it just feels like you get your questions answered a bit faster mm. rather than you have one set of questions posed in the first 10 pages and have to wait, you know, a thousand years to find them out. And that can get a bit tedious in a mystery. Yeah. So I found this really, really good, engaging, easy to follow. Yeah, I'd recommend it. I'll listen to it again. I'll listen to it again as well. Yes. Okay, awesome. There we go. Easy done. Thanks for the recommendation, Alexandra. Yes, thank you so much. And please keep them coming in. I love a recommendation. So if you have never recommended something to us and you're one of our listeners, you're up. Also, we don't, as we, you hopefully have gathered, we don't mind if it's an amazing book or a terrible book. Like, uh, no, reading is reading anything. and fun is fun. Yeah. And if you have recommended something to us, we have a lot on our list at the minute as well, and we'll soon have to cross into Christmas novella reading, as is our want requirement. I don't know, whatever. Every year, so we are yes, working bear with them. us. We are working through them. They are. They always take first priority. So that's it. Join us again next week. We'll bring you more spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations. But until then, happy reading. And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.